Well, hello, my name is Michael Angelo Caruso. I'm with my special guest today. His name's Tel Ganesan. He's a pal from the Detroit area. But Tel is a man of the world. Wait till you hear his story. Wait till you hear what he's got going on. How are you, Tel? Excellent, uh, Michael, and you? I am good. I'm such a fan of yours. You have very quickly become, you're not going to like this phrase, but you've become a media darling. You know what that phrase means? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the media loves you, I think, partly because of your great energy, partly because you're doing such good things for the community. And unlike a lot of people that come up into, the, into this uh, airspace, you actually, you're structured and you're organized and you, and you, and you have intent. And I appreciate that about you. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit today about all the cool things you have going. I, I've enjoyed your presentation live. I'm going to try to get our listeners and our viewers a bit of that today, if that's all right with you. Thank you, Michael. Yes. I don't know if you're familiar with the philosopher John Locke. John Locke once said that we're all born tell tabula rasa. We're born a blank slate, and that the the way we become we uh, we become who we are when important people from our lives write on our slate. So, mommy and daddy, mentors, teachers, who wrote on your slate when you were young? Obviously, I have to say my mom and dad, I think more so uh, my mom than the dad. Okay. I hope my dad is not listening to this, but... Uh, <laughs> we'll make sure he gets a copy. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then along the way, you know, several mentors along the way. Uh, it's really uh, the collection of, like you said, whatever the writings on the slate is really who I am. Yeah, me too. It's a collection. Um, and my dad wrote on my slate, I think in a little bit heavier gauge pen than my mom did. My mom, of course, loved me unconditionally, but my dad and I really connected. So you were born in another country. Tell us that story briefly. Uh, I, I was born in India. Uh, I did my schooling. I finished my bachelor's out of India. Uh, yeah. Then I came to the U.S. for my master's. Uh, I started out of Oklahoma State University. Then I transferred out to Wayne State University here in Detroit. And since then, I've been here. And this is like now about, you know, close to 30 years now. That's fantastic. I went to Wayne State as well. Um, and, and so when you talk live, you have a very interesting uh, appeal. You do a little reference to where you've been and a reference to where you are now. Can, can you re reconstitute that for me and for, for our listeners right now? Yeah, so, you know, I started, you know, I finished my master's right out of, uh, you know, Wayne State. Then I started working for Chrysler. Uh, I worked at Chrysler for 13 years, going around several areas of, uh, you know, manufacturing, product development, so on and so forth. And I think the entrepreneurial bug within me, you know, kind of it was, was there, but it kind of manifested. And then I, I came a point where I could not stay in a major corporation. So I started my own company in 2005. I mean, I left Chrysler uh, and started this. Uh, and then for the 13 years, I started building the company from 2005 till uh, you know, end of, um, you know, 2016. Right. About 11 years I was there. Uh, then I took the company to about $55 million re revenue. Then I, uh, you know, said I, you know, with the Detroit really coming back uh, with the autonomous vehicle, the mobility, and a lot of amazing things are happening. And I wanted to leverage that and then at the same time give back and really make an impact. And that's where I am. So, so I'm doing a lot of different things. Um, beginning of last year. I love, I love that part of you because, you know, there are so many people who have lived in southeastern Michigan all of their lives and they don't feel as strongly about Detroit's comeback as you do. Uh, there, there's an old saying, I don't know if you believe it's true, 
but when you when you read about immigrants who have come and, and, and I'm not speaking about you directly, although I could be, a lot of people come from other countries to the United States to make their fortunes, to be successful. That immigrants have a different attitude about the new, the new land, you know? Yes. Maybe they appreciate opportunity more. I, I don't know what the answer is, Tell. Do you have a take on this? Oh, I do. I do. I very much so. In fact, I, I, uh, I talk about a lot because I believe, uh, if you really look at even the history of the U.S. itself, obviously it's a land of immigrants. And it's somehow that, and of course, the secret sauce of America is, is immigrants. And it's, it's so much, it's really those first generation immigrants and entrepreneurs seem to have tremendous amount of tenacity, mm. tremendous amount of fire in the belly that somehow it dissipates in the generations to come. And I know for a fact, my son is not going to have the same uh, energy and the fire and the ability to make things happen because we come from a different place. And when we come to America, the land of opportunities, you're, it's like a kid in a candy store. You don't know what your limits are. You don't know how far can you go, sure. right? And it, so it is that journey. It is that motivation keeps you going. Of course, money is a byproduct of that, but it's not the money that is driving you most of the time. And, you know, it, it, to be fair, not every immigrant has tenacity and has the fire in the belly. It just seems like a higher percentage of them do for the reasons that we've talked about. That's right. You've got a number of initiatives going on, far too many for us to talk about in detail in this short podcast, but you run an, a, a venture called Kaiba. Will you tell us a little, little bit about that? So, so I run a Kaiba Innovations, and I, what I try to do is, on one hand, I try to help uh, startups really accelerate. Uh, so we have an accelerator program, and then we're also working on with the corporations. And uh, so we have several challenges uh, you know, in, in, the, in the innovation space. One of them is the FinTech. Second, we are working on health. Third, we are working on IoT. And then fourth is mobility. Uh, and for today's discussion, we'll talk just about FinTech. So one of the things that I wanted to do here is that if you ask a question to any entrepreneur, any business pan, person in Detroit, say, hey, besides automotive and besides, say, medical devices, health, what other sectors that one can really work on that are not capital intensive because of course defense aerospace agri and all capital intensive it's very hard for anyone to really uh, start a business in there but nothing there so that's why we are trying to create a new uh, ecosystem here in, in fintech much like new york much like boston much like chicago so what we are trying to do is we are trying to stimulate the corporation major corporations in our region come together and work on their problems and pair them up with entrepreneurs. In the process, we create a new sector that will have you know, employment opportunities and growth opportunities, not only for professionals, but even for the city itself for the years to come. So that's why we are embarking on this FinTech challenge. So we are trying to bring all the players in the banking, in the, uh, in the in insurance, in the investment landscape to come together and, and really work on solving problems and creating opportunities. So that's what I'm working on, Michael. Like that, I work on health, I work on IoT, I work on all the mobility and really building various ecosystems. I do a lot of work in the financial services sector as well. And I think that the financial services sector has been very slow to come to technology compared to other industries. Correct. Uh, so they need you for this. Yes. I read recently that VaynerMedia, which is Gary Vaynerchuk's company, has signed a very, very large contract with Morgan Stanley Chase for voice. 
applications. Yes. So for those of you that are listening at home, this is a very simple thing like having Alexa in your home, right? Yes. And you would say to Alexa, Alexa, please transfer $200 from my personal savings account to my checking account. This is the Morgan Absolutely. Stanley app, right? Yes. Or, or Morgan uh, Stanley Chase app. Um, how do you do this? I mean, you, you're like everybody else, man. You've got a cell phone, you've got a computer. How do you get all these people together and get them to talk turkey? <laughs> I mean, obviously, we need a platform, right? So we are creating the platform because it's the hardest thing to do because nobody wants to do the heavy lifting. Everybody wants to come and, and do as little as possible. Somebody have to put those platforms together. And so we are doing that, hoping, because with any business, you have early adopters, you have people jumping on the bandwagon. And, and getting those early adopters is a very difficult thing to do, but that's where the opportunity lies. And that is why I'm so excited to innovate and disrupt and really making a difference. Because guess what? Not many are there to do it, do it for you. I've been on a lot of committees where, where everybody wants to do as little as possible. It's not a good committee. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, I missed, I was not able to attend. I was <clears throat> out of town for something. But I was not able to attend TICON, yes. which stands for Talent Ideas Enterprise, correct? Yes. And it was Talent, a huge yes. event. You had a lot of media attention. You had several hundred people there. So the same thing, right, Michael? So this is like, you know, creating an entrepreneurial climate in, in Detroit. And this is the largest conference in Michigan. And so our idea is to you know, model what is happening in Silicon Valley, but add a Detroit flavor to it and create the entrepreneurial spirit uh, and, 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 and opportunities because you know, that's what we need to be. And my, my take on that is that you know, not too long ago, we were the Silicon Valley. We were the center of universe. With the automobile industry. Yeah. And, and so somewhere along, we lost it. So all we are trying to do is rekindle what we already lost. That's all we are doing. We're not doing anything sophisticated or complicated. We've and already done it. How hard can it be to do it again? Yes. Yeah. So that's it. And so, uh, so we bring all the people and, and we showcase various technologies. We have competition. We have investors coming in. And, uh, you know, so how do we, again, it's all about, economic prosperity for all of us and of course giving back as well because sure. we want successful entrepreneurs to mentor the younger generation the other uh, you know startups and really uh, you know promote that you know you make more money give money and then you keep the virtuous cycle going and get rid of the vicious cycle you uh, just to clarify tell you said it was the largest conference in michigan you mean the largest conference of its type or the largest conference? The largest entrepreneurial conference in Michigan. Thank you very much. Okay, yeah. very good. Um, you know, when I heard you speak, you, you really got my attention with a phrase that you used. I don't know if it was something you always say or if it was you were answering a question. I can't remember. But you posed a question about how when you ask people what most people, what their most valuable resource is, they say time. But you disagree with that. Is that kind of how it rolled out? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. What do you think is more valuable than time? I think to me, energy is the most valuable, right? For anything, doesn't matter whether you drive a car, it needs energy, right? Power. And because same if thing. You don't have, if you don't have energy, it doesn't matter how much time you have. Doesn't does not matter. And if you don't have time, if you have energy, you can almost create moments, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And the same thing, if you have the right amount of energy. What it take a person for eight hours? You can knock them out in 10 minutes. Sure. I love right? it. And you have eight hours and you don't have the energy. What are you going to do about it? Sit there in the couch and twiddle your thumb? I don't know. 
I read, uh, and there's so many ways to get time, you know, uh, efficiency, productivity, uh, leverage, delegation. I was reading in Ray Dalio's book, Influence, that he talks about something called, he calls leverage, and, and his explanation of leverage is that, of course, Ray ran the most successful hedge fund in the history of civilization. And so everybody reported to Ray at his organization. And the way he described leverage is that if you work for Ray and you had a one-hour meeting with him, he would expect you to have to work 50 hours after that meeting to do everything he told you to do in that 60 minutes. Wow. That creates a lot of moments. And that's Absolutely. structure. Wow. Where do Absolutely. you get your energy? Well, people, I get my energy from the people that I surround myself with. Uh, so I'm a people person, so I, I always want to be with people who want to do things. Action-oriented people, that's number one. Okay. And of course, I do other things to really, you know, uh, keep me uh, energized. Like I do yoga, I do meditation, and I do give back. And I spend time with a lot of, you know, young people. I go around the campuses and all that. So I draw the energy from them. Yeah. As much as they, I, they think I'm giving their energy, I'm also taking their energy. And we feed off each other. That's an interesting thing about younger people is that a lot of 21-year-olds, 22-year-olds, they don't, they don't even understand what's really happening in that exchange with an older person. But I'm with you. I get so much energy from young people, even if it's, I'll say this kindly, untethered energy. Even if it's unfocused energy, it's still energy. Man, you know, It's like a wild stallion in the room. It's great. Yes, go ahead. Very good. Tell, where can people find out more about your great organization? Where can they find out more about you? I know you've got a number of websites. Is there one that's better than the others? <laughs> the other company guys, they're going to be upset if I only pick one, but I'm going to pick anyway. It's called kaibainnovations.com, K-Y-Y-B-A innovations.com. Uh, and then also they can go to my personal website. It's called tell K. Uh, Ganeshan, that is T-E-L-K-G-A-N-E-S-A-N.com. Very good. What does the K stand for? Uh, that is my middle initial. Uh, so it's called Canon, K-A-N-A-N-A-N. -A -A yes. I love it. Middle name, like Smith. Tell you are delightful. I am so proud of you and so glad you're in my community and not somebody else's. Oh, thank you, Michael. Thank you so much. It's my I pleasure. We, I hope we get a, do, a chance to do a lot of things together. Best of luck in the future and come back and see us again, will you? Thank you. Uh, absolutely. Without a question. Great. Thank you. The kind much. of energy you have, why would I not? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Thank very much. Thank you.